Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast pregame show right here on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're going to be breaking down the Saints week one matchup versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Who That Nation, football is back. And I know we're all excited about it. Finally, after all the analyzing, all of the all of the breaking of down of the games, breaking down of the games, excuse me, we finally get an opportunity to see the New Orleans Saints for the first time this 2020 season. No OTAs, no mini camps. Now we have the regular season and the Saints have a tall task going up against Tom Brady. That's right. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is going to take some time to get used to. But we're going to be talking about the X's and the O's and, of course, the Willies and the Joes. But thank you very much. I see people filing in. I want to say happy Sunday to you all. Football is back. Happy Sunday. Happy Who That Day to all those out there. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start talking about this game. A special shout out to Ernest, Kenny, Cantario, Greg, Jerry. Uh, I see Shamika is in here, William, Byron, uh, Kuzin. Uh, I mean, thank you so much. So many people are filing in right now uh, to talk about the game. What what more can be said, okay? I mean, all of the talking, all of the stuff that we've been doing, it's time to play some football. We have the New Orleans Saints, led by Drew Brees. Drew Brees decides to come back for a new season, didn't retire, says that he is going to lay it all on the line. I think we all can agree. Well, some of us probably won't, but I think we should agree that this is going to be Drew Brees' last season. The way Drew Brees is approaching this season, the way that he was working out in the offseason, and some of the things he's been saying in press conferences, I think we all can say that this could be the last time we see number nine uh, on the NFL field. So let's just go ahead and appreciate the greatness of Drew Brees and he's going to be leading out the Saints team that was 13-3 and last season. 13-3, and went to the playoffs and lost in the first round at home versus the Minnesota Vikings. Over the past three seasons, the Saints have exited the playoffs in heartbreaking fashion. And I know because I'm a Saints fan, <laughs> and I know how it makes me feel, and I'm not even out there playing. So I only can imagine how the New Orleans Saints defense, offense, special teams, and, and team as a whole felt losing those last three years. But now it seems like they seem like they're going to write the ship, right? They're going to write the ship. They got Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, they got Malcolm Jenkins, two guys that are leaders, guys that are in their 30s, but guys that are Super Bowl champions and know how to win football games. Malcolm Jenkins going into a secondary that gives up big plays game after game when it matters most. Malcolm Jenkins comes in at safety, and now he solidifies a spot that the Saints needed for a very long time, and that is leadership. You had a lot of great players in the secondary, but there wasn't much leadership. This guy comes in with the cachet, two-time Super Bowl champion, a champion off the field. Uh, headlining some of these social justice issues that are going on. He's the one that spearheaded the whole uh, Say Her Name campaign that the Saints are, are doing this season. So Malcolm Jenkins is a leader, and he automatically just got respect when he walked through the door. Then you have the linebacker court, led by first-team All-Pro Demario Davis. Demario Davis, man, the most underrated linebacker in football. Didn't go to the Pro Bowl. Didn't even get selected as a Pro Bowler. But he is a first-team All-Pro, and he is going to be the leader of a linebacker group that's relatively young. 
You have Zach Bond, the rookie out of Wisconsin. You have Caden Ellis, who missed the entire season last season. He's going to be in the starting rotation. Of course, you have Craig Robinson, who's a guy who I feel like is very underrated as a linebacker. Kiko Alonso will eventually play. You have so many of these linebackers on the Saints team that is going to uh, require the leadership of Demario Davis. And we know that Demario Davis leads by example by going out there, putting his best foot forward, stopping a run, always getting home on blitzes, and also ready to guard the tight ends and the running backs. This Saints team looks loaded. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team in the offseason, once again, got Tom Brady. Brady called up Gronk. Gronk came out of retirement. Gronk was happy being a 24-7 champion in WWE. But he comes out of retirement, plays for Tampa Bay. Then all of a sudden, the risks start to get richer, right? You got O.J. Howard. You got Cameron Bray. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. And then all of a sudden, Leonard Fournette get cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he falls into your lap. It just seems like to me like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on paper are locked and loaded to make a run. So the question is, who is going to win this football game? Who is going to win this week one matchup, Saints versus Buccaneers? The Saints will win this football game. And this is going to be a high-scoring football game. And the reason why I'm saying this is because of what I said earlier. No OTAs, no minicamp, no preseason. You're going to see a lot of mistakes. You're going to see some miscommunication from both sides. And I feel like both teams are going to be able to capitalize off one another. I'm looking at this game possibly being in the upper 30s, 37 to 30 or 37 to 33 New Orleans Saints. This is going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be an exciting game. It's going to live up to the hype, just like most Saints games do. But I feel like the New Orleans Saints with their chemistry, with their weapons, and being able to make a stop or two is going to be the, the common denominator. That is going to be the determining factor for the Saints getting the win. Okay, so that is why I feel like the game is going to go 37 to 30 or 37 to 33. The New Orleans Saints will get the victory in an empty Mercedes-Benz Superdome. But let's go ahead and see what you all have to say. What do you say about the game? Make sure that you give your prediction score let me know how you think this game is going to turn out really would appreciate that big mike says 30 31 24 saints who that yeah that that is a that's a good score right there 31 to 24 you know i thought about that for a second big mike but then i'm like man there are going to be a lot of mistakes out here a lot of games uh that that start out at the beginning of the season always are sloppy you always see guys that probably normally don't miss tackles, miss tackles. You see uh, play assignments. Guys are supposed to go left. They go right. You know, I mean, the communication is just really, really screwed up. So I really believe that the Saints are going to go through some growing pains. And I think it's going to be the same way with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's why I say the game is going to be in the upper 30s because of the fact that these teams are trying to figure it out. And it's still early in the season. Red says, get ready. Cameron Jordan will be ready. Who that? Well, you know, Cam Jordan always stays ready. He always stays ready because he, he just he's just a great player. I mean, hands down. Cam Jordan is one of the best defensive ends in football, and you can make an argument to say that he is the best defensive end in football. And it's a travesty year after year, uh, Greg, that he's never in a running for defensive player of the year. Sky had, what, 15 sacks last season, if I'm not mistaken. He had double-digit sacks over the past three seasons, and this guy's never in the, the defensive player of the year conversation. And I don't know why, but maybe this season, if he could put it all together, if you look at the dynamic of the Saints playing on nationally televised television uh, probably about four to five times, uh, 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 I guess four to five times this year, so you get opportunity to see Cam Jordan up close and personal. He gets what I like to call the Dallas Cowboy treatment. <laughs> now the Dallas Cowboys are always on TV, always America's game of the week for some reason beyond me. But look, I, do, I digress. He'll get opportunity to really show the world what he's made of because the Saints have all these nationally televised games. And it can start today. I mean, what better way to start off a season 
by sacking a guy who's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. So I'm looking forward to, to a big season from Cam Jordan. Mike's playing from what I read. Okay, so let's see. 27 to 24, Daniel. Uh, Mr. Pops 3000 says, who that 27-24 Saints win? It's a good score. Kimo says, 38-17 Saints. I don't want to go that far. I think it's going to be close. Are you a little bit nervous? I mean, football felt like forever, but it's here now. Ray Ray, look, I'm not nervous at all. I mean, it's only week one. And let's not get it twisted, folks. If the Saints lose today, it's not the end of the world. And I know they won last year, but we have to remember what the the storyline was before they actually beat the Houston Texans last year. The Saints were 0-4, 0-4 in season openers, okay? So it's not like if they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today, all is lost. I mean, the Saints, what they went, I think, what that, 2000 and, was that 2017 or 2018, where they they ended up like losing the first two games and then they won like nine straight or something like that, or eight, or they won eight straight. I mean, and then the next season, they lost week one and then lose another game, you know what I'm saying, for about about nine to 10 weeks. So I'm not concerned like if they, if they lose this game, you know, which I feel like they're going to win, but. Like I said, the storyline has been for years before they beat the Texans on Monday night last year that the Saints couldn't win a season opener. It's been a while since they won. So now all of a sudden, like, let's not get it twisted. Not because, you know, that that's not the storyline anymore. It's not the end of the world if the Saints end up losing today. I don't think they will, but I'm not nervous at all. I mean, it's just week one. I can see this game similar to when we played San Francisco. I can too. I can too. That, that's the reason why I got the, the game uh, so high scoring. You know, I think that this is going to be one of those games where we're on the edge of our seat. And if you are a fan of offense, you're going to love this game because look, no matter what defense the saints bring to Tom Brady, Tom Brady has seen it all and he's done it all. There's not a defensive scheme that Tom Brady has not seen. There's not coverage that Tom Brady has not tried or has dissected so for us to believe that the saints just gonna have this bomb baltimore ravens defensive plan and they're just gonna shut down tom brady you're sadly mistaken just like we expect drew Brees to throw for about 300 plus yards every single game we expect drew Brees to understand the defense and put his players in positions to win matchups don't you believe that tom brady can do the same thing i mean drew Brees, what he's going into his 20th season if i'm not mistaken uh, Tom Brady going through his 21st. These guys are seeing it all. So this isn't one of those games where we should get upset if we see some of our favorite players, you know, getting sliced through, getting sliced through like Swiss cheese because Tom Brady is a beast. I, you may not like the guy. You may want him to lose. You may just think that he don't deserve all the attention that he's getting, but he's a beast and he can do some of the same things that Drew Brees can do. And we have to respect that and understand that, folks. This isn't going to be one of those games, in my opinion, where we can just sit up here and be like, oh, whoa, you know what I'm saying? What's going on here, man? Our defense suck. Our defense suck. We can't say that because Tom Brady has made some of the best defenses in football look ridiculous. And trust and believe, there's a strong possibility that he can take a middle-of-the-pack defense and make them look like the worst defense in the league. And so can Drew Brees. So we have to understand that, folks. It can get ugly. It can get, in the words of the great Jim Ross, it can get bowling shoe ugly. But I still think the Saints are going to win. Just like San Diego game went back and forth till the last team has the ball. It's going to be a fun game, man. It's going to be a fun game. Thank you, William. Thank you so much. I see a lot of new people in here today. Thank you all so much for being a part of the live. We're up to about, what, 106 people watching, man. That's a you know, that's definitely one of the records of the state of the Saints. So thank y'all. TJ, uh, who do you think the X factor is for the Saints as well as the Bucks? Uh, who I feel like the X factor is uh for the Saints, to me, the X factor is Traquan Smith, because nobody's expected Traquan Smith to come out and ball out. Nobody's expecting for him to come out there and ball out uh for the New Orleans Saints because the all the talk has been. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara now has a new contract, Drew Brees. 
That has been the talk. Traquan Smith, to me, is the X factor. You throw up the X for Traquan Smith because he is the X factor in this game. If Traquan Smith can put it all together in this game, he can eat, okay? He can put his spoon out. He can Zeke Elliott, Zeke Elliott eat in this game, you know, for real. <laughs> so if Traquan Smith can get it together, he can have a big game. And as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the X factor to me is Scotty Miller. I know some of you probably asking, man, who is Scotty Miller? Scotty Miller is a Wes Welker, Cooper Cup type wide receiver. And apparently there's been talk about him and Tom Brady being on the same page and how much Tom Brady likes Scotty Miller. And the fact that I feel like Mike Evans is probably going to be a decoy the majority of the game since he's been dealing with injury throughout the week. And now, according to Ian Rappaport, saying that he's playing, you have to look at a guy like Scotty Miller, a guy that nobody really knows, nobody really understands his tendencies, but for some apparent reason, everybody in Tampa, as well as in the national media, is saying that he is on the same page with Tom Brady. So that is my X factor. Notice I didn't say Chris Godwin because he's a usual suspect. Notice I didn't say O.J. Howard because he's a usual suspect. I didn't say Leonard Fournette because I still feel like they're probably going to give him some handoffs, but he won't be able to do as much. Probably as the weeks go on, as he gets acclimated to the offense, you'll see more of him. But Scotty Miller is a guy that I feel like we need to watch out for. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to see a big play from him, maybe even two or three. So those are my X factors for today's game. I didn't want to go with the usual suspects because we expect greatness out of those guys each and every week. But when you look at Scotty Miller and you look at Traquan Smith, two guys that nobody really is paying attention to, these could be the two guys that can stand out in this game if they come into the game ready and willing to ball out. So those are my two X factors. Marcus Davenport's coach, my elbow hurt. I can't play. Yeah, uh, Tig, uh, it's, it's getting a little bit redundant now, you know, about Marcus Davenport. I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he has a lot of athletic ability. I think he has a lot of skill. But you can't make the club in the tub. I'm going to say that again. You can't make the club in the tub. Nobody cares how athletic or how talented you are if you're always hurt. Marcus Davenport, I like him a lot, but he is always hurt. He has got to find a way to stay on the field. The team is counting on him. The Saints drafted him high to be opposite of Cam Jordan, to give the Saints that Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis type feel to the team, right? That's what they did to, to give them the Reggie White, Jamal Brown aspect of the team, to give them a Brockers, Aaron Donald type dynamic. Right now, this guy is just stealing money from the New Orleans Saints. I got to call it for what it is. He's stealing money. He's not on the field enough. And he is not living up to his first round tag that the Saints put on him when they drafted him. When they drafted him. So Marcus Davenport, as much as I feel like he is going to have a good season, I still believe in this kid. I am going to be looking at college football very, very close if I'm a scout of the New Orleans Saints. And I'm looking at a defensive end that I can bring into this team with, with, with skills and ability and most importantly, durability that can make this team and can help this team win. Maybe that guy is even on, on the team right now. I mean, the Saints have some really good some really good pass rushes. I mean, you got uh, Carl Grandison. Carl Grandison, I need people to understand this about Carl Grandison. This guy spent six months in prison, right? He spent six months in prison. When he came back to the team, training camp was over. The Saints signed him because they believed in the kid. He put on 20 pounds of muscle. You've seen little flashes of him, him stopping a run and him getting a sack or two in a game. Carl Grandison, if this guy can put it all together, he can be the guy that we're looking for. I mean, you can look at a guy like Malcolm Roach, guy out of Texas, played really good at Texas. The Saints kept him for a reason. And even though he's on a practice squad, strong chance that he might end up playing if Things start to go in the same direction they have been going for the past two years with Marcus Davenport. And then you have Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson is one of those guys that get hurt as well, but he can step in and he can be a disruptor. For, for two weeks, he led the Saints in sacks before he ended up leaving with a neck injury and being out for a few weeks. 
So the New Orleans Saints, they have some talent that can combat the, you know, combat the whole Marcus Davenport being injured thing. But I want the New Orleans Saints to really look in the draft and possibly find a guy that can compete to take Marcus Davenport's job because right now you look like he's stealing money. TJ, do you see the defense playing man coverage? Do I see the defense playing man coverage? Absolutely. Uh, when you have two guys that actually have the ability to play man coverage, uh, you're you're going to you know you're you're going to use them. I mean, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins does an outstanding job in man coverage. I mean, we know Lattimore does a good job in man coverage. That's his strength. And then I think the Saints are going to have to play man coverage in this game because of all of the weapons that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. The Buccaneers, uh, they have guys like Gronk that can win one-on-ones. They got guys like O.J. Howard that can win his one-on-ones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. So you really don't have time to try to double anybody. Guys got to know their assignments, and they have to make sure that they win their battles. This is going to be one of those games where they're, they're probably going to play a lot of man coverage, a lot, because of the talent and the offensive weapons that they have. And the defensive front, the defensive front is going to have to stop the run because when you're playing man coverage, when you, when you can, when the offense can spread it out, that opens up holes for guys like Leonard Fournette. And trust me, Leonard Fournette can eat, okay? I mean, this isn't like the offensive line with that Jacksonville had that was put together with spit and glue, and it was because he was so big and powerful, he was able to, you know, get about three or four yards of rush. There's open lanes that he can run through. And trust me, I mean, he can have a big year. Oh, I already read that. Let's go down a little bit. Ray Ray said, I'm joking. Saints man says, I'm excited to see what Marcus Williams does with less to worry about now that Malcolm Jenkins is back there. I think that this is the best thing to ever happen to Marcus Williams. The fact that you can learn from a guy like Malcolm Jenkins and the fact that he can now play free. I think we're going to see the best of Marcus Williams and it's probably best for him because looking at the Saints and some of the people that they have to pay, he's going to have to have a big year because I'm pretty sure that the Saints won't be able to keep him. That's just the way it goes, folks. When when teams got really good players and those players put themselves in position to make elite money, there's people that are cap casualties. And I feel like Marcus Williams is going to be a cap casualty. So it's probably in his best interest to go out there and ball out all year long because when his contract is up, he can name his price and go somewhere else and be a contributor to a team. So it's sad. I hate to say this, but I, I cannot, I don't see any scenario, any scenario at all that Marcus Williams stays with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, you look at Ramchek, you look at Lattimore, you look at Demario Davis, you know, you might want to keep Jared Cook. I mean, that, this is going to be tough. Lattimore said uh, it best going against the Saints offense makes it easier for them come game day. Yeah, and, and that's the reason why I, I think a lot of people need to be excited about the fact that we were hearing that the defense was getting the best of the offense all training camp that's what you want to hear we know what the saints offense can do right we know what they can do we know what they're capable of we see it game in game out year in year out we see the offense the defense has always been the achilles heel of the new orleans saints and they have always been a thorn in the side of the who nation so if they're getting the best of the offense you know that you're not going to see many great offenses like the Saints have, you know, and what they show them in practice. So if they're out there getting the best of that offense, who's to say that you won't have one of the best defenses in the league when you're going up against offenses that middle of the pack and not up to the Saints standards. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. Jarhead says Carl Granderson should have been drafted in the second round. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you had all those different, accusations uh that were against him at the university of wyoming uh, there was a reason why he spent six months in prison you know there was a reason uh so a lot of teams didn't want to touch that but the saints they decided to 
to believe in him. I haven't heard anything else from him since. So uh, I think that they believe in him. They think that he has what it takes to be a part of the rotation. When I heard him talk, he was saying all the right things. He was talking mostly about special teams. So, and when a guy starts talking about special teams and not talking about being a starter, that tells me everything I need to know about a guy because people don't like to play special teams. Anybody that ever played football in high school, college, uh, played on a professional level will tell you, special teams suck. And usually special teams are for people that the team is not that sure about. They're not that sure about. They're not sure about you making the team. So we'll just put you here and maybe, you know, you'll develop into a a good player. And then maybe we can use you in the starting rotation, right? That's what they do. So nobody likes to play special teams, but Carl Granderson, he embraced it. He said, I'm just trying to be the best special teams player I can be. And when you have guys that that buy into that, I, I think it's a recipe for success. Those are the type of people you want to keep around because if he, if he ingratiates himself into the special teams, right? He, he goes out there, he embeds himself into the culture of special teams and he embraces it and he goes out there putting his best foot forward. Who's to say, hey, there's some more reps I can give to you. Hey, come over here. I can teach you something. Hey, come over here. Look at uh, Cam Jordan's footwork. Look at Davenport's explosiveness off the ball. There are so many things that you can learn, you know, but you can't learn those things if you're on the outside looking in. So I have an appreciation for Carl Grandison, and I hope he is successful because I'm rooting for the kid. Will there be a halftime show? I don't think so. I don't think so, Saints, man. I, I don't think they'll have a halftime show. If you have a halftime show, I mean, who are you having a halftime show for? <laughs> the pigeons that found themselves inside the Superdome and flew in there somewhere? You know? Like, who are you having a halftime show for? Nobody's there. So I, I would, I would imagine not. Uh, Juliana says, why is it that our quarterback Drew is underpaid in comparison to Mahomes youngest versus knowledge, the records of being number one, uh, Juliana, uh, thank you very much. Uh, the reason why Drew Brees is underpaid is because Drew Brees wants to win a Super Bowl. Is it, it's just as plain and simple. Drew Brees has made, I mean, fist over hand in cash over his career. I mean, Drew Brees is an entrepreneur. He owns walk-ons. He owns Jimmy John's. He he has all these different outside ventures. I mean, he just signed a contract with NBC. Drew Brees ain't hurting for no brig. He ain't hurting for no Skrilla, okay? Drew Brees knows that in order for him to get a shot at the Super Bowl, he has to take a pay cut. And people are like, oh, man, you know, why, you, why, why Drew Brees got to sacrifice for the team? Because the team would not be as good as they are if Drew Brees did not take a pay cut. I'm sorry, folks, but we all know some of the highest paid positions on the football field belong to the left tackle and the quarterback. Those are the two highest paid positions in football. You can throw Aaron Donald's contract in there, but more times than not, it's the left tackle and quarterback. Drew Brees wants to win a Super Bowl. Drew Brees knows that he has to pay, that the Saints have to pay some of these guys, so he took a pay cut. He took a pay cut because he wants to go out as a champion. It's just as simple as that. It has absolutely nothing to do with his ability. I think we all can agree, even though Drew Brees is 41 years old, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's still the most accurate quarterback in the league. He owns all the statistical records, and he's going to have a gold jacket when it's all said and done. But sometimes you got to take one for the team. I know we've heard that so many times. We hear the word, We hear the term, Take one for the team. I got to take one for the team. Drew Brees took one for the team. And that's the reason why he, he's not getting paid like Mahomes or getting paid like Dak got on that franchise tag because the Saints could not afford to pay him the big money and keep some of these pieces around to help him. Ain't no need for you to get all that money and you ain't going to have nobody to protect you. No offensive line, no defense, nobody to run the football, nobody to catch the football. What's the point? You might as well just retire because you're going to end up getting hurt. You get a pick, you get a pick, you get a pick. <laughs> you're talking about uh, Oprah. And about, I, I, I hope you're talking about our secondary. Uh, yes, Evans playing. Yeah, Evans playing. Mike Evans playing. I don't know if they were trying to. I don't know if they were just trying to do that for strategy or what. 
I think we've seen that before, but I think the Saints learned their lesson. And I think they learned their lesson, if I'm not mistaken, back in what, 2009 or something? I think it was their Super Bowl year when the game, the week before, the Marcus Ware ended up getting hurt and he left on a stretcher. And the Saints thought, well, we ain't got to worry about the Marcus Ware. So they didn't prepare for him. And when the Marcus Ware got activated, he wreaked havoc. I mean, he destroyed the Saints. So I think Sean Payton, who is an elephant, he, he does not forget. I think he will go back to a moment like that, even though that happened over a decade ago. He will go back to that moment and say, look, I don't care what they're saying. We're going to practice as if this guy is here. So even if he, he even if he is playing, even if there was some kind of strategy, it, I don't think it worked. I think they planned for him to play the whole time. Man, Drew is filthy rich. His great-grandchildren uh, uh, should uh, be good. Yeah, I I, I, I 100% agree with that. He not hurting at all. Why Jerry Cook up the scene today? He torched the Bucks last season. That's a good point, Bobby. That is a good point. Shouts out to my, my guy, Bobby Cross. Um, you know, Jared Cook was hurt at the beginning of the season. So that's the reason why it took him a while for him to start to develop in the same system. He comes into the season fully healthy. I'm excited to see what Jared Cook can do. I, I really am. I'm really excited to see what Jared Cook can do this season. Coming into the season healthy. This guy is dangerous. Very, very dangerous. We all knew he was playing. Yeah, I think we all did. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't fooled me. Tyrell, uh, Demarcus, uh, where? Yep. I was mad when he sacked Breeze when we tried to come back in that game. Yeah, he forced a fumble, if I'm not mistaken. Man, he was all over the field. He was all over the field. This show is like a Saints version of texting your questions to 242-242. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I try to make this. This show is almost like a, just a cyber version of a radio, you know, like a, a sports talk radio show. That that's, that's what I wanted. That's how I wanted to set this show up. Because, Ray Ray, I mean, I often talk about this. There are radio shows where the host of the shows, I'm not going to nod my head for this because I'm not one of these type of people. The host of the shows, they want to make it all about themselves. It's about me. It's about how smart I am. It's about how knowledgeable I am of the product. You guys come to me. You need to bow down to me. I give you all the information you need. When a call is called and they they make valid points and you're not prepared for it because maybe it was something that your intern didn't stay up and study that night and somebody calls in and schools you on a matter, all of a sudden you got the producers turning the pots down so the so the host can sound louder than a caller to make them sound like they're dominant i never wanted a show like that and then on top of that i never wanted a show where people didn't feel like they they didn't matter okay because you do to me i feel like the most important voice is the fans the fans are the voices look i I love doing this show i love giving my breakdown i love giving my take but i love to hear what you all have to say as well because that's important I feel like anybody that has a sports talk show, anybody that's out here analyzing sports, if you have a fan base, if you have a group of supporters and you're not listening to them, if you're not answering any of their inboxes, if you're not responding to them as they if they chat to you, you're doing them a disservice. And that is something that I take a lot of pride in here on the State of the Saints podcast, giving you all the voice that you deserve. It's not always about Oh, you have to agree with me in order for me to take your call or or you have to agree with me in order for me to read your stuff. Whatever you have to say, I want to hear. Even if we don't agree, I still want to hear and I appreciate it. That's, that's, That's about as real as I can get here. We love this. Who that every day for real. Like I, I love it too. love answering your questions. Stephen A. Smith would always do that when he used to have his radio show. Yeah, it's, it's all about credibility when you're when you're at that stage, because anything that you say, you have people that's going to hold it against you. So if you're right, then people are like, yeah, you're right. But when you're wrong, you're going to be wrong and they're going to let you hear about it. But me, I embrace it. I embrace it. Like I come on here, I give my opinion and I, I constantly stress that it's my opinion. 
you might say something i might say something and you might be right and he'll come back and say tj i told you and i'm like you're right because look you cannot just come out here and just wear your heart on your sleeve and be like you know you you can't tell me nothing no not me you know i feel like the reason why the state of the saints podcast has gotten so successful and is as successful as it is is because of you all you know if it ain't broke don't fix it right so and every thing that i try to do i try to give you all more access to the show i feel like that's important I, i never want a person to feel that they don't matter if i don't read your question it's probably because the chat went too fast and i didn't see it It has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that i don't want to hear what you got to say anybody that's been following the show i'm pretty sure you know that by now josh says i hope pj williams comes prepared today well if he if he plays safety he should be okay lies you missed my comment i just I just said, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. I think I just cleared that up. Brandon Williams says, Who do you think will step up in the secondary squad today? Mm, I have to say, DJ Swearinger. DJ Swearinger will step up today. I think he might have an interception. I have one last question. So we lost because of the bad calls from the referees. What's going to happen? Now, if this is Drew's last time to play, well, if it's his last time to play, I mean, they just got to make sure that they leave it on the field and don't put it in the hands of the referees. I think we all can agree as Saints fans, the Saints put too much into the referees' hands. Like, they need to go ahead and, and, and dominate and make sure that they don't leave no stone left unturned. Stop putting it into the hands of the referees. Take victory Y'all take victory into your own hands, okay? Snatch victory. You know what I'm saying? Like, grab the hearts and show it to the world. That's that's what you do. That's what you got to do. Stop leaving it in the hands of the referees. And, and when the game starts getting close, want the referees to call it right up the middle. That's that, this almost like to me. Let's just say you at the gym. I'm pretty sure a few people probably been through this situation. You go to the gym. They playing basketball in there. They go on the 15th. All of a sudden, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They get to about 10 or even 12. Then all of a sudden, that that drive to the lane where you hit me on the shoulder when we had four, all of a sudden, it's, I mean, it, it just get overblown now and it's a foul, right? Oh, man, you foul me. And every player is a foul, foul, foul. Why? Because now it's time to win. Now it's crunch time. The Saints need to stop doing that. Stop playing like that guy. In the gym, stop playing like that. Take the game, dominate, and take it out of the hands of the referees. It's just as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. I can't believe somebody uh, just made that comment after what I said. But anyway, that was just funny. TJ, you should go to the CBD sometimes in the season, like maybe the home game against the Dirty Birds. Yeah, I thought about that. I might. I mean, it depends on what's going on with COVID. Like, I mean, I stay five hours from Atlanta, and I stay three hours from Charlotte, so I can catch a Saints game if it's available. I hope Joe Buck and Troy Eggman, not the commentators. Well, Ray Ray, I'm sorry. Be the bearer of bad news. They are. <laughs> Maybe Lafayette Square. Yeah, you know, I plan on like moving around a little bit when uh, everything gets back to normal ej says i just learned that brady and the saints had mutual interest if breeze would have retired according to espn that would have been crazy to see brady in the saints uniform yeah i heard that too they were talking about it this morning on the nfl network so i definitely heard that definitely heard it would have been crazy but i, I wouldn't have had it any other any other way i wouldn't have tj been rocking with you since the start of quarantine Thanks for uh, getting us to game day, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all got me to game day. You know, yeah, I'm just being 100. Y'all got me there. I think we all leaned on each other during those tough times. You know, when we were at home, when we were social distancing, well, we should still be social distancing, but when we were quarantining, uh, we leaned on each other. You know, we leaned on each other and we we found strength. We found a reason to laugh. Uh, you know, we found reasons to think through each other 
So I, as much as you want to say thank you to me, I, I thank you for sticking by me. I really do appreciate that. What I don't think the show would be as successful as it is if 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 it wasn't for you all, you know, believing in me and believing in what the State of the Saints podcast was all about. And I encourage, I don't know if that was Kaylee or Kylie or whatever, and I, I won't say or whatever, but send your question down. Like I said before, it's not the fact that I don't want to read your questions. The chat is going like really fast. So um, I, I grab the ones that I see, you know, I grab the ones that I see. So it's, it's times where somebody might ask me a question and the screen is going so fast, I won't be able to see it. It's never personal. Never personal. This one is going to be an ugly one. What do you think our game plan should be today in order to shut down Brady and the Buccaneers offense? Do your job. Do your job to the best of your ability. I said it earlier. You're not going to just flat out stop Tom Brady. You're not. I'm sorry, folks. There's no game plan to shut down and stop Tom Brady because he's seen it all and he's done it all. You might be able to get a pass rush in there. You know, you might be able to, you know, blitz him or something like that, you know, but you better make sure you get home because if you don't, he's going to pick you apart. So the Saints going to have to do their job and they, they're going to, um, make, they have to make sure that they don't give him any pre-snap reads for real. Like they're <laughs> they're not, they're going to have to stand they're going to have to stand in a huddle and then run out, you know what I'm saying, when they see him at the line of scrimmage. That's what they're going to have to do. They can't give him no pre-snap reads because he's going to pick them apart. I guess we will find out who's the great GOAT, who the great GOAT is today. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess so, but they're both great, you know. They're, they're both great quarterbacks. I think it's a privilege for us to be able to watch this game. This is this is incredible right here. Two First ballot Hall of Famers going up against each other. Forty-year-old quarterbacks. I mean, the, the the numbers are like so close to one another. This this is this is great. Cam Jordan about to go crazy on that left side. I hope so. We need him to go crazy today. We need somebody else to step up too. I, I'm I love Cam Jordan, but I need somebody else name to be mentioned. Uh, you know, it's like that kid that always get all the awards. You know, during awards day, that same usual sp- suspect. Like, what? Let somebody else name get called. You know, let somebody else, uh, you know, get that award that you got. You know, a million gazillion times. Let some of these other cats step up. Hey, TJ, are you doing any grilling? Any uh, traditional first game meals? Uh, no, John. Um, actually, I'm not doing any grilling. Uh, I stay in an apartment, uh, so we we don't grill here. Unless you want to go out on a pool, uh, pool, uh, in the pool area, they got a, a barbecue grill. Uh, but me and my wife, we are uh, purchasing a house and uh, it's being built right now as we speak. So <laughs> trust and believe uh, when we get into that house, uh, I'm definitely going to be doing my fair share of grilling. So, yeah, but not right now. You know, right now I'm just chilling right now. But when we get into that house, uh, tr- uh, probably going to be early 2021. Trust some grill gonna be grilling gonna be taking place. Uh, Shanzi says, "I believe Mike Thomas will shatter every receiving record in his career." Well, he definitely approaches the game the way that you need to, so that wouldn't be far fetched. Hey, TJ, uh, just tuned in, so I'm sorry if someone asked this. Do you think Emmanuel Sanders will see a lot of targets today? Uh, I think he's gonna see his fair share. I think there's a lot of plays designed for him. And I think that he's going to throw the football today. You heard it here first. I think the Saints are going to pull, pull out a trick play that is going to involve Emmanuel Sanders throwing the football. You heard it here first. Elvin going to get two touchdowns minimum. Uh, we need to feed Murray this year. 20 carries a game would be awesome. Let him earn that cream. Toddy, I hate to be the bear. Bad news here. I know I keep saying that, but. You don't pay a guy $15 million and expect another guy to get 20 carries. So I'm just going to leave it at that. The Saints are going to want to get a lot of bang for their buck. So this is going to be the Alvin Kamara show, you know, 24-7. TJ, uh, I be using people's shirts as napkins in public uh, when they ain't paying attention. I get a lot of ketchup and stuff on my hands uh, that, that way over the years. Works well in grocery store lines. 
Ray Ray, uh, thank you very much. Appreciate you giving us that knowledge, even though I know for a fact that's not the original Ray Ray. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for the laugh. I appreciate that. Dada Saints number one, what's going on? He says, TJ, do you think Adam Trotman makes some plays in this game? And uh, on the goal line, on the goal line, I do. Uh, but I'll be surprised if he just ball out. Okay. So, but I, I will say, you know, some guys are just gamers, you know. They, they don't really show up in practice, but when that light turn on, man, they become bona fide, certified beasts. So I don't know. I think he's going to be a beast on the goal line. I'm looking for I'm looking for him like a Kyle Rudolph type player, uh, how Kyle Rudolph is for Minnesota, you know, a good red zone threat. I, I, I look at him being that type of player this year, and if they don't decide to bring back Jared Cook, I think he might be that guy next year. Is this the pregame show, TJ? Uh, yes, it is. Um, we got a postgame show with me and my big brother, EJ. I'm going to come on immediately following the game. Uh, so y'all make sure that y'all check it out. We're going to be talking and breaking down the New Orleans Saints game. So hopefully uh, we have something positive to talk about. And uh, hopefully uh, my TV is not broken. Okay, Because <laughs> in that wild card game, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it was close. Okay, It was close for me breaking that TV because I – I mean, it was just a reaction, like when when uh, Everson Griffin sacked Drew Brees and he fumbled. I mean, I just picked some up and I like just threw it. Like I, I was just that frustrated. I'm like, dude, how, why? After that big play by Taysom Hill, hope Davenport step up, no doubt. I think he will. I th- I think. Look, I think Davenport gonna step up. I think he's gonna have a good season. It's just the fact. I'm just tired of seeing him get hurt. Is, is that am I wrong? Am I wrong for feeling this way? Am, am I the only one getting tired of this? I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's the same old song and dance right now. Are you doing any post-game analysis tonight? Mr. Who that? Like I said, with me and my big brother EJ. Me and my big brother EJ, man. We're gonna be doing some analysis, breaking the game down, you know, making you laugh. Uh entertaining you some way shape or form we definitely gonna be in the building i know they won't there won't be a halftime show in the superdome i was asking if there'd be a halftime show for the state of the saints oh okay okay saints man i, I apologize for that uh okay uh if i have a halftime show it's gonna be quick like super duper quick it's gonna be like me getting behind the camera and recording something for you all from what I seen. If y'all okay, let me let me ask y'all this. Let me let me ask the who that nation. Would y'all like for me to do a brief breakdown of the first half? Uh probably like one or two minutes uh talking about the game. Just put yes or no. Just put yes, or y'all be okay with that. Who's okay with a halftime show? It's not gonna be long because of course we already know halftime is not that long, so it's gonna be like something really, really quick. So if I get enough people to say yes, then then we'll do it. Uh, would you uh, got the score being? Uh, let's see, thirty-seven thirty, thirty-seven thirty-three, something like that. Saints. I'm gonna read a few more folks, and then we're gonna go ahead and um, you know, have to get prepared for these games at one o'clock. I'm seeing a whole bunch of yes, yeses out there. I see a whole bunch of yes. Uh, so okay, I will do a brief first half uh, breakdown of the Saints Buccaneers game. So y'all, if you're on YouTube, uh, if you're following on YouTube, it'll be on YouTube. If you're following on Facebook, I'll put them on both platforms. So you won't miss a thing. TJ, can you see Zach Bond getting pressure on Tom Brady or do you believe Granderson, Hunt, and Hendrick does? I hope all of them do. But if I was a guessing man, I would say Hendricks. Hendrickson would get most pressures because he's starting. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that he will. And I think these guys are probably do some pretty good things. But like I said, man, I, I think that you're going to see a lot of mistakes, <laughs> a lot of mistakes from both sides. Uh, I'm not seeing anything else. I'm seeing a bunch of yes. I'm going to read this last one from Mr. Huda. He says, do the Saints have a, a linebacker to check Grunt? Yeah, they got Demario Davis, man. And they got, you got to keep in mind, they got uh, CJ Garner Johnson, too, who's been, man, he's been talking some mad stuff. Like, 
he's been talking about Gronk in the offseason, talking about, man, I don't feel no man. So be careful what you wish for. You you just might get it, all right? You just might get it. Be careful what you wish for, but I think he's going to be up to the task. But thank you all so much for checking out the pregame show of the State of the Saints podcast. It is week one. Thank you. Got a, a whole bunch of games coming up in a one o'clock spot, uh, probably 12 o'clock where you all are if you're on Central Standard Time. But thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And before I go, look, I want to encourage anybody that, that wants to, if you want to support the State of the Saints podcast, and if you want to get some State of the Saints podcast swag, it's available on teesprings.com, okay? teesprings.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. You can purchase a State of the Saints podcast shirt, and different accessories, man. We even got coffee mugs up in this thing. Okay, you get to sip on. You can get your. You can take your little Keurig. You can pour. You know what I'm saying? Pour the coffee inside your State of the Saints podcast cup. And we got so many other things, man. Hoodies and masks and so much stuff that you can choose from. So if you want to support the State of the Saints podcast, go to teesprings.com. Teesprings.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, you can purchase a State of the Saints podcast T-shirt and other accessories as well. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. And we're still pushing the audio podcast, folks. So if you have not subscribed on a streaming app like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, please do. I'm seeing the numbers start to, to blow up. Uh, on the audio podcast so people are starting to support so if you have not already i really do need your help we're really trying to push the audio podcast so thank you very much hope you have a great sunday i'm about to sit back chill out on the couch and watch some of these early slate games and we definitely going to be looking forward to the three or the four o'clock hour when the saints drew Brees take on tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers till next time all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>